superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Blasted. Blasted. <laughs> With guest host, Andrew Siciliano. You know, one last thing on Josh Dobbs. Dobbs back to pass on third down. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. He is basically making his career as the, well, man, we're out of options. We need you, quarterback. Today's guests, co-host of FanDuel TV's Run It Back. Michelle Beadle, Pro Football Hall of Famer Charles Woodson, NFL Network Analyst Brian Baldinger, and now, sitting in for it, it's Andrew Siciliano. It's all about positivity today. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you and yours. You know I love you guys, and I truly do mean this. And by you guys, I mean all of the people here at the Rich Eisen Show, including Rich, who's in Germany, who joins us later. But specifically at this moment, talking about the people in this room, we'll go around the <laughs> dial. Chris Brockman. Andrew. Jason, the Raider fan, moonlighting behind that board. I just found out he's a man of many hats and businesses. Good morning to you both. Good and morning. TJ as well. Hello to you. Hope the head's feeling better. I'm the reason I love baby. you guys is because the conversation off the air and the laughs and the good feeling and the back slapping can't be repeated on air is that what you're saying oh no 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 some of it could be repeated we choose some not to repeat yeah. it tj but that's not the point and and we're we're breaking cardinal rule 101 for any show which is kind of excluding the viewer and listener from the the jokes that we have when they're not here. But I just want to say I love you guys because you bring that same level of positivity and enthusiasm onto the air that you you let permeate through your life off the air. We just spend the time pre-show yelling at each other. I say we've been on one since about eight o'clock. Seriously, <laughs> I, I, I woke in a little late this morning. Got some contractors at the place, and I was like, "Ah, uh, oh wow, what time is it?" And uh, I, and I'm flying in here, and uh, RJ brought cookies. Oh, I didn't nutritious even see that. breakfast. Really? I just had. One. Yeah, then you guys were just sitting here talking. TV shows and plastic surgery and, <laughs> and fake Instagram followers and I mean and Bill Burr comedy and oh, yeah, Bill, Bill Burr comedy Burr. which is always totally work safe and, and, and donkeys coming into live feeds and donkeys which was work safe it was work safe work safe <laughs> literally not Tijuana. right it just happened on the TV the last cast. night there were donkeys on the TV last night Get anyway. Thank you for being here. Andrew. This is the Rich Eisen Show. My name is 
Andrew Siciliano. Coming up shortly, Michelle Beadle. Yeah. One of my favorite people. I haven't spoken to Beadle in a while. She's got a new podcast. She will join us. Rich will join us. As mentioned, I think he's in Berlin. His Instagram story, normally oh, I, I, I get all over Rich because he's just yeah. posting food pics uh -huh. and nobody cares. He is literally hitting all the touristy spots in Berlin schnitzel? today. It looks amazing. Let me see. Hitting museums. Wait a minute, what? Hitting churches. I'm actually giving Rich two thumbs Holy up cow. on his Berlin stories this morning. A, yeah, it looks like a great stuff. time. He is wearing, it looks like he's thinks that he's cold. He's wearing a winter hat. I checked the weather. It's 55 degrees in Berlin. Rich, no winter hat. What are you doing? Yeah, but he doesn't have anything on the top to keep his head warm. Well, that, so. that, you're right. Well, and the scarf. He's really like, like the snow. The snowpocalypse is coming. Yeah, <laughs> unnecessary. But I am encouraged that he's I, having a great time. I two things. I'm encouraged as well. Like great. It's 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 an awesome town. Like I said, I've been to Berlin once. Was there for three days. It is a it is a great town with so much history and culture. We'll get to the football in a second. I promise. Um, it's a lot of dark history. Yeah. It was a somewhat depressing True. historical visit. But you need to check all those boxes and see all those things. It, it, it's a cool town. Yeah. Um, Brandenburg Gate. Yeah, all the big stuff. Yeah, Retweeting big photos stuff. of you. Yeah. But he, it does look like it does look like he's dressed for the snow apocalypse. Yeah. But I will say very stylish. The hat, the scarf. I like it. Like I said yesterday, I thought they had a great looking booth. Jason and Orlovsky. No one wore the coat and tie. They all kind of had that like yep. strolling in Central Park or kind of look. I liked it. I recall. And if you ever saw Central the movie Euro Trip, you know Mika lives in Berlin, but that's a story for a... Well, Scotty doesn't know. Rich joining us Thank next you, hour. <laughs> Charles Woodson, uh, the Hall of Famer and winemaker, will join us coming up in the second, no, the third hour. And then friend of the program, America's most interesting former offensive lineman, <laughs> Brian Baldinger. Yeah. will join us. Here's the thing about Baldy. I, people people often give me grief, and, and they often say, hey, that's awesome, about my off-season travel. I do some out-of-the-way things. I try to. I try to see the world as much as I can. There is no place that I could think of going where Baldy has not already gone. Yeah, I could say to Brian Baldinger, hey, uh, Baldy, I was thinking of... Uh, thinking of checking out the dark side of the moon this summer you know maybe hop on one of those spacex things check out the dark side of the moon would oh yeah oh yeah i was there dude, dude there's this awesome hole in the wall barbecue spot you gotta go to you gotta ask for irene you know no, you gotta like seriously he's been everywhere that's true like baldy i was in the middle of the south there's this island in the middle of the south pacific i read about read about this little atoll and we're gonna go there and we're gonna go spear fishing he's like oh no no so the fish you need to kill there it's a, you could only get rent the spear gun from this one guy he's got a shack <laughs> right he's he's been everywhere brian baldinger will be yeah. here all right let's get to the football and i i said i'm going to be positive i don't know that i can to be honest with you and this isn't like about me and rich and positivity and the jets it was hard to watch the jets last night yeah and be positive moving forward let's let's say hats off to the chargers first they won despite only 136 yards passing and a passer rating if that's your thing of 65 from justin herbert but they won 
and they got to four and four, and they have a huge game with the Lions coming up on Sunday here in L.A. Jared Goff back at SoFi. Man, that's a big game. The Lions are well-rested, but if the Chargers D-line can do what they did last night, this coming Sunday at one local here, the Chargers are looking at five and four, and they are very much in the playoff conversation in the AFC. Again, they won on the road with 136 yards passing and less than 200 yards of offense. Good job. They won because they sacked Zach Wilson eight times. Khalil Mack had two. Joey Bosa had two and a half. Tuli Tuli Pelotu, the rookie, the second-round pick from USC, who could very well be your defensive rookie of the year. He got after it as well, had multiple sacks. His first multiple sack game. You want a crazy one? This is the first time Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa had sacks in the same game since week one of a year ago, their very first game together. So that idea of that killer pass rush from either side, it hadn't happened really until last night because of a lot of reasons, most notably health, but they were healthy. They got after it last night. They got after a bad Jets offensive line. One that they shuffled a little bit last night. I put the veteran, Aaron Rodgers, former teammate from Green Bay, Billy Turner at right tackle, and it did not go well. It went quite poorly. Zach Wilson held the ball far too long. There are a couple of plays where you say you can't take a sack there, and he took a sack, including multiple times in the red zone on one drive, consecutive plays with sacks. Another time, knocked out of field goal range. However, you look at the all 22 On some of those sacks, you go, well, where's he supposed to throw the ball? True. He started off way too hot, and by hot, I mean inaccurate, too much gas on the ball. Yeah, airmail. Airmailing guys, getting guys almost killed. The disdain and the disgust in the voice of Troy Aikman, palpable. Not not exactly being subtle there, Troy. You can also (laughs) taste it. Um, down the stretch after the game was over and they were putting together a garbage yardage drive that had many people, as Brent Musburger would say, our friends in Vegas on the edges of their collective seats. It was a sweat last night, Andrew. At one point, Troy Aikman says, again, like 40 seconds to go, they get into the red zone. Oh, don't look now. Zach's heating up. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) It ain't over. And again, this is Troy, not me. It was definitely Troy. (laughs) I'd rather step back and just ask the question, who are they and where are they if this is what you're going to get at quarterback? I know what Dan Orlovsky and Daniel Jeremiah have said, and, and they both bang the table. I love them. They know more football than me. They both bang the table fairly hard last week that Wilson has been playing pretty well. Last night was not one of those games. And they fall to four and four. Listen to what Robert Sala said after the game. Was this a step back for Zach, Robert? Uh, I, I don't know if you could say step back. You know, there's, like I said, there's, it's all encompassing. Like, um, you know, obviously he's going to want some things that he, he wishes he could have done better. Um, uh, you know, we, from from protection, the 
uh, it's just a little bit of everything. It's just uh, one of those bizarre games that just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound. Uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No, I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game. But uh, uh, I think the entire offense, obviously, we all could have been better. All right, so the context there on that last line, I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game. <laughs> you you heard what prefaced it. Was it his best game? No. Was it his worst game? No. I'm not going to say it's even close to his worst game. I tweeted that second part out last night without the preface and the full context, and it kind of went viral for a minute. I think the full context there is important, but... If that's not even close to his worst game, then that really is your problem. It is. And I thought, and let's give her credit, that Jamie Erdahl, our friend on Good Morning Football today, made a great point. The three-game winning streak was great for the Jets. It got everyone excited. It got them in the playoff conversation here. However, was it false hope before the trade deadline? And would they have been better served trying to get a Josh Dobbs, trying to get a Jake Brisket, Jacoby Brissett out of Washington, trying to get a Ryan Tannehill? Jameis Winston. uh, Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to make that noise anymore. Yes, Jameis Winston has more starting experience and is better than Zach Wilson. Period, full stop. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I don't know why I'm even considering pushing back on that there's a lot of pushback on him for some weird reason but eh, i think people have decided on jamison he's not a starter in, in their eyes and just they're dismissive because you know eating w's and some of his other stuff i think it's unfair to him i think he's he's not the immature kid that came into this league i think he's grown far beyond that and i think he does deserve another chance to start is he going to take your team to the playoffs i don't know is he better than zach wilson absolutely Yes. Anyway, that said, they won three in a row. They have a great defense. You know what? Their defense got got to Justin Herbert five times last night. Their defense forced a couple of fumbles that they just couldn't fall on. Mm-hmm. Like the ball didn't bounce their way. Darius Davis, who had the punt return early, also muffed one late, but then he fell on it. Like there are all these little breaks that the Jets could have gotten last night that they didn't get. Now let's get to Aaron Rodgers because we have said, all of us have said, and with that three-game winning streak, we all kind of agreed that if they can just get in the conversation late, maybe, maybe a miracle could happen. Troy Aikman said last night with about two minutes remaining, man, I don't, you know, people talk about Aaron coming back. This team isn't any good with him. Now, I'm paraphrasing. He said, yeah, the offense would be better, but this isn't a good team. He goes, this is a bad team with a great defense. It's hard to parse that sentence, but I hear what he's saying. I also think it was 60 minutes of football and three and a half hours of disgust that had built up at that point. Yeah, for sure. I get it. It's hard for a Hall of Fame quarterback to watch what we all saw last night. Not even getting into the Schwarzenegger donkey thing. I mean, just (laughs) the main broadcast of the game. It's hard. But 
what's Aaron coming back to? Now, does he automatically make them better? Yes. I'll maintain it. And I said it again last night on an uh, NFL Game Day final and NFL Network after the game to Steve Weich. Get a Dave Grohl throne and just put him out there. Can Billy Turner protect for two and a, two and a half seconds to have Aaron Rodgers throw from a throne? Hopefully, because that's what it would take. I told you yesterday that I saw Aaron over the weekend at Santa Anita here in Southern California at the Breeders' Cup. We talked for a second. He was walking just fine. Before the game, he went out there last night, and he's throwing footballs. Uh, he's taking, you know, three-step drops. He's letting it fly. He's chucking it 50 yards. He looked fine. Nobody was chasing him, right? <laughs> he, he was not in distress, but he was throwing footballs just fine. And then there was this post-game conversation. You have to listen carefully here on the field between Aaron Rodgers and Derwin James. You hear that? Give me a few weeks. Play it one more time. Can we? When you coming back, give me a few weeks. Now, by a few weeks, does he mean a few months, right? Like you're telling your significant other, I'll be home in five. It, it's really 15, <laughs> right? 30. Right, 30. Is that what it is? No, no, no. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. No, you're not. I don't know. I don't know. Florio, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, throwing out the, many people think it wasn't a fully torn Achilles Maybe we don't have all the information. Maybe this is realistic. There's Brian Baldinger. Um, here's the thing about Baldy. So when you have, brief aside here, when you have a sideline passes, remember the media to go down there on the field before the game, right? You stand on the sidelines, you talk to the people, but generally speaking, you don't just walk out to the logo at midfield. <laughs> Now, there are exceptions. If you're like the main network broadcast crew, yeah, Joe and Troy, right? Aaron and Greg Olson and Burkhardt, they could walk out there. That's a little bit different. They, lo they look at you differently. Technically, you kind of sort of can, but nobody does, right? Respect it. Respect their space. I love Baldy. Baldy just walks the hell out there. And he'll start slinging footballs. And he'll hug everyone like he's the best. Anyway. I, for one, Andrew, would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers misled us in any way about what's going on in his life. I sense sarcasm. Dial I sense Dialing my inner Troy Aikman. Listen. Listen. <laughs> it would be a miracle if he came back. But he's not coming back if there's nothing to come back to. Okay. He's not coming back to a six and nine team right around Christmas. Not nice. If there's no shot, you're just not. And right now they are the 11 seed. Now the 11 seed is only one game back in the win column from the seven seed. Actually, even from the five seed, it's that tightly packed. But the Jets have no margin for error. How many touchdowns do the Jets have offensively? Let's go around the room. Let's pull the audience. They've played eight games. Chris Brockman, how many offensive touchdowns do you think they have? Ooh, good question. Ooh, I'm going to say right. five. 
Negative. Jason? I'll go four. Okay. You guys are going low. TJ? Uh, let's say eight, Andrew. They have eight, TJ. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations. Eight touchdowns in game. eight games. That ain't winning you anything, even with a great defense. And here's even a more insane stat. By the way, the Giants have nine. Raheem Mostert has 11. <laughs> even even better. <laughs> the Jets have not had a touchdown drive of longer than one play since the Kansas City game. What? All three, all three of their touchdowns since the Kansas City game, when was that, a couple of weeks ago? have been one-play drives. Brees Hall, 72 yards against the Broncos. One play. 50-yard touchdown pass against the Giants. One play. Eight-yard touchdown run against the Eagles. One play when they let them score. Remember? Oh, yeah, right. So since week four, the Jets have not had a touchdown drive of longer than one play. Week four was... September, but we're sticking with Zach. He's getting better. It He's is November. actually playing no, no, no. well out there. I'm not being sarcastic. If Chris you look is. at it, he has had some games where, like, dude, you're doing exactly what we want. What we want you to do is not turn the ball over. Let Brees Hall eat. Limit the mistakes. Let the defense work. That is our formula. That formula is fine. It's fine. I mean, look at the Steelers. I'll be honest with you. Kenny Pickett plays well in the fourth quarter only, save for last week. They try to run the ball, limit mistakes, every now and then dial up an explosive to George Pickens. I I mean, it's not a total similarity, but the Jets run the football, play good defense, dial up the explosive to Garrett Wilson every now and then. You've got a great kicker like the Jets do. I'm sorry, like the Steelers do as well. Like, that's what they're doing. Except last night it failed, and it failed miserably. You got to give Aaron a reason to come back. And if you do the math and compare it to Cam Akers right now, Aaron Rodgers, if it's on the exact timeline as Cam Akers' Achilles tear in 21, same doctor did the surgery, he'd be back a week after the Super Bowl. So if you need him in January, you know what? You better hurry up. All right, Michelle Beadle coming up next. Andrew Siciliano sitting in for Rich. Just getting started here on a Tuesday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number, sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I do believe it was the first time that we met. I'm going to bring this up. It was in the city of Houston. That's right. It was the first ever Super Bowl the NFL Network had ever covered. But you and the entire Manning family strolled into the Gatorade suite. And who did you hear singing karaoke in the Gatorade suite that night? It was a beautiful voice. A Would beautiful you say, like, voice. in terms of... It was like an angel bringing us in. Mm -hmm. And there, we walk in and we see, see Rich Eisen, mm. karaoke dominating <laughs> to basically by the way nobody else in the room right yeah, the solo just you know you get a little practice wow. there was my me and my buddy there was nobody else what uh, what song uh that's a good question sinatra sinatra i forget which one it was okay well, you know, well i mean new yeah, york did you have york, to ask or, yeah seriously it was me and my buddy and <laughs> i remember we walked in and uh yeah we joined now, but we joined right in did you you did sing right you I guys believe. all did get on think, the mic i think we got up there you know we can't turn that down no i know and right. I, it was it, honestly was, me was obviously like pre-cell phone like pre i mean you had yes, cell phone right. but pre like no one had a camera you nope. didn't worry about anybody filming yeah, so there's and, no you, video you, you, get up and sing. you saw karaoke you sing you don't think it. about you don't think twice it was just the moment yeah that's the it moment. you didn't have to memorialize it <laughs> it was me my buddy doug and then it was, I think, your entire family, yeah, probably right? the whole crew, yeah. Your mom and your uh, dad, you yep. and you and uh, Peyton and Cooper. And Cooper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, what do you have a go-to karaoke song, Eli, at all? It's changed over the years, obviously. Has it really? Yeah, okay. you kind of go with the times. Uh, you know, Footloose has always been one, you know, really? just because you can kind of dance with it. But mm -hmm. now, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to do karaoke now. Mm. You're just kind of worried, you know, people are filming all the time. Then they judge, and, you know, I get, <laughs> I get judged enough. I don't need to be judge <laughs> on, on, my, on my singing ability that's you know that's that's for fun yes uh, you know, it's, everybody's made it too serious uh good times everybody tuesday here on the rich eisen show my name is andrew with rich joining us in about 35 minutes live from germany by the way i know you're watching on the roku channel you're likely listening on sirius xm as well um, make a note of it, could you please? Tomorrow, we are changing channels on Sirius XM. We're going to go to Sirius 161, XM 206, and online 998. Okay? Write this down. If you're driving, don't write it down. Just try to memorize it. <laughs> Sirius 161, beginning tomorrow, 
XM206 beginning tomorrow, online 998 beginning tomorrow. The Odyssey app and, you know, the Instagram and the YouTubes and the Rokus and all that, all the same, just changing on the Magic Radio coming tomorrow. We are at the Granger desk, by the way, the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. I feel like I'm the only one in America without a podcast. That's my fault. Everyone has a new podcast, including this really cool one with friend of the program, Michelle Beadle, launching with Peter Rosenberg. It's on Wondery. It's called Over the Top. It has been a long time. What's going on, Beadle? Oh, you know, just working like it's the beginning of my career all over again. <laughs> Staying busy. But doesn't that kind of feel cool to to launch a new venture? It really does. I think it's the sort of the exciting beginning to things. Um, and, you know, when you get to work with people that you actually really like, I think that's the best part. It does. It's not really work, if we're being honest. None of this feels like real work. I, I think I know what real work would feel like, and this ain't it. Yeah, like like talking about Victor Wembanyama isn't actually work. You would have been doing it in your free time regardless, like over coffee, over a cocktail, whatever. That's what you would be doing. So if somebody wants to put a microphone in front of you, then so be it. We can call it a show. Yes, I think that that is now considered work. And uh, yeah, I preach. I mean, by the way, like I'm loving how much he's sort of changing minds so early on in this. And granted, it's so, 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 so early. But to see sort of hardened veterans of, of the game and, and ex-players all kind of start coming around it's quite fascinating to watch this unfold it it, it is but at the same time is there any fear not that he can't handle it and i realize this is the industry and the jobs we have chosen like this is what we do we scream and yell and make outrageous statements but when people already want to go oh he's got to be better than lebron like don't you want to just say shut up yeah i hate by the way i've always hated that i think hyperbole and and bizarre superlatives are not healthy. Um, they make me uncomfortable. It's like words like never. And it's why I don't like wedding vows. I think that wedding vows are so extreme. Oh like, no, you know what I mean? It's like forever. And no, we know by math, it's not forever. If it's a good long time, great. And that's how I feel about Wemby. If we get a good long career and it's fun, I'm here. I'm here for all of that. Okay. So then what should we change the standard wedding vow to? Hey, Love you. Love hanging out with you. I hope this thing goes as long as possible. And uh, let's have a great time. Until Boom. so instead of until death do us part. Oh, no. So so maybe until maybe one day I see your DMs on Instagram. Do us part <laughs> until maybe you bore me uh, and I have to move on. And then, you know, but we may never get there. The, my my vows would be very rambling. But they would get the message across. Right. <laughs> it, it, until until maybe one day. No, I don't care if you go out of town this weekend. No. Do we part? <laughs> Something yeah. like See? that. Now you get it. <laughs> um, we're talking to Michelle Beadle along with Peter Rosenberg. She has a brand new podcast launching on Wondery. Love the whole Wondery platform, by the way. Uh, this week, it is called, did I say over the top? Yes, I did. I'm making sure I, I, I get yes. that out. Let's Nailed go back to it. week number nine. Eagles Cowboys Uh, we spent a lot of time on this on Monday the thing that scares me about the Cowboys not that they lost they they lost to a really good team one they're going to get again week 14 and maybe Mm -hmm. if we're lucky in January as well it's how it's the same story Michelle it's that they they mismanage all the little things that they can't stand to mismanage at the end of the games 
Yeah, it, for me, the Cowboys, you know, the coverage is always crazy with the Cowboys, right? I mean, we start preseason, not even, we start before preseason with expectations that seem to be always just a bit too high. Uh, and, you know, it starts in the house. It starts with Jerry Jones himself. That being said, this particular week, it's crazy to hear everyone speak of this as a good win. I've never heard such positive kumbaya vibes around a win. Like, if you didn't know any better you'd think the Eagles lost the way some of this has been talked about. And I get it. I think Dak Prescott, much like most quarterbacks, they get the blame and they get the credit. And in his particular case, there's been a lot of blame and there's a narrative that follows him around. Unfortunately for him, I think none of that goes away until I'm not even saying you got to win the Super Bowl, dude. I'm saying you got to get to the Super Bowl. I think maybe that is when some of that negative stuff stops, but it's, it's frustrating. And Cowboys fans are, it's one of the loudest, most passionate fan bases some would say sometimes delusional. Um, and I think that's sort of where we are. I, you know, I do a show on Sirius now and my co-host even was just talking so positively. I'm like, oh, hold on, who won the game? I, I feel like we're giving out moral victories now. And so that's where we are with this Cowboys team. Expectations are high. When they fall short, we try to find ways, I guess, to say this one was a good win compared to some of their bad wins you know losing to the cardinals like that's not something that you want to look back on but uh, i don't buy them I, I haven't bought them ever even though i grew up in texas it's just a team that i feel like lets you down in the end Dak, not since the 90s <laughs> Dak always says the right thing about like yes. there's there's no other job I, I love Dak by the way there's no other job i want and 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 this is what i'm built like this is such an honor to have this job and why would mm. i ever criticize this job I would love though to to see to see it peeled back one of these days to have them go like man, like it is it is just tough out there like I you know like <laughs> no matter what I do we could win by fifty and I'm gonna turn on the TV the next day and there's an entire industry by the way we're part of it yeah an entire industry that has we joke about the script the narrative in hand ready to say this if we win by 50 or this if we lose by 50 it's because it drives the beast i mean it drives yeah. the car drive mix mix all your metaphors all you want like <laughs> th this pushes the story for the whole league for the whole week it really does and it's it's crazy because you're right he does say all the right things i mean i I would not have that kind of grace under that kind of fire, but we don't talk about the other quarterbacks like him. You know, we don't talk about Josh Allen if Josh Allen is struggling. And by the way, that being said, Dak didn't struggle. I mean, he threw no, some yards like, then, like he, he did what he was going to do. He just, because he's right, that star carries with it a different, whether it's realistic or not, a different set of expectations. Um, and I do think he's wired for it. I don't think that everybody would be wired for that. I would love to give him a truth serum one day, maybe when he's done, um, maybe some more truths would come out. But yeah, there got to be days where he's with just friends or family where he tells the truth and he's just, it must be frustrating. Yeah. For all the guys that say, I'm off social media, I don't watch TV. If I were him, I would... I, I would mean that like I actually I, I can't and I couldn't um, be to one last thing here in the NFL. Do you think what we saw from Antonio Pierce mm. and the Raiders and all that on Sunday? Do you think yeah. that's sustainable? I don't think so. I, well, I say I don't think so. You know, there are just some organizations that seem to be dysfunctional. And there's that new coach first game, you know, Jeff Saturday being recent memory. They have to win it. I think it's an actual competitive law that if you have a coach on the sidelines for the first time, you have to win that game. It does feel, however, a little different in the sense that 
man, all the stories that are coming out after McDaniels is gone, like there's a toxic environment and players seem to have been miserable. And you see sort of like a Devonte Adams face is there's a joy or almost like a pressure lifted. So, you know, I can't pretend to know what it was like in that locker room. I can only go off of the stories that we're being told and, and the, the quotes that are out and about now, but it can't be worse. Um, and they've made a very big, clear point to make it an interim coaching job. I don't know why they were so set on that. You never know. Uh, again, forever and never. I, you shouldn't use those words, but it's definitely better. And to at least they get the rest of this season to play out. Not the way it was. Mike, what a dysfunction. <laughs> Yeah, truly. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I've never seen victory cigars week nine when you don't clinch anything against a giant yeah. team that's like lost their quarter. I mean, it's just chaos. Yeah, they're four and five now, which, hey, you're Ooh. in the conversation in either conference at four and five. But they were actually smoking the victory cigars and had the <laughs> owner in the in the locker room hugging it out. Um, right? Yeah, just nuts. So give me give me in your words. um, the podcast again mm. it's called over the top where, where you guys have the royal rumble Let, let's close it yeah. with this every single week where you're trying to determine the biggest story on earth is that what we're doing biggest, yeah biggest most important earth. story on okay. earth obviously yeah you know we speak for everyone um and it's, peter comes from a massive wrestling background and over the top rules royal rumble rules for that are just every 90 seconds a new story introduces itself we know the topics we don't know the order of the topics so sometimes we might get screwed and end up with the most important topic on earth being ridiculous this first week though that we came out flavor Flav singing the anthem one which is obviously that was the most important story on earth last week so how did that happen <laughs> like, how, how did anyone in milwaukee go hey you know what this is a good idea you know what's better than that is that he says he's had offers from other nba teams since so let it let it spread Help. let it spread <laughs> so yeah Help. and it's quick it's a quick listen um my attention span can't handle more than about 30 minutes at a time so that's what we shoot for and uh and that's what we're gonna do true story i once rented a flavor flav in the best buy in westwood <laughs> he was just chilling did you say anything i took a picture don't know what the picture is it was one it was it was like on an old cell phone like that wasn't on like long before <laughs> iPhones or even Android, and I have no idea where it is. I'm going to find it one day. Dang but it. yes, there there is a picture somewhere of me and Flavor Flav at a at a Best Buy that's not even there anymore in Westwood. Oh, well, that's a sad right state by UCLA. Um, <laughs> it would not be the biggest story on earth, however, on over over the top the new podcast, Michelle Beadle and Peter Rosenberg. It's always great to talk to you. It's been too long. Good luck with this, Michelle. It has. Thank you. True story. I have met all of Public Enemy, actually, other than Professor Griff, who I have no desire to meet whatsoever. But Chuck D and Flavor Flav in random locations in L.A. Flavor, if I can call him Flavor. Flav. William Drayton, TJ, uh, hey. at the Best Buy. And Carlton Ridenauer III, also known as Chuck D. Man, you call them the government names. Yeah. <laughs> at the sushi counter at the Whole Foods in Sherman Oaks. Whoa. You ever get grocery store sushi or you ever see people looking at grocery store sushi where they just stand there, right? And they're just staring. Right? <laughs> staring like, is is 
is this box, does, does the tuna look slightly better than this one? And they pick them up and they look Dude, at them. And they put them back down. You don't want to take, you don't want to open it, right? But they just stare. They look and they look and How they stare. How would you buy sushi at the grocery store? Well, it's I mean, some, like a, a Whole Foods, a, oh, Whole Foods, a Bristol I guess. Farms. Yeah, I guess that's a right, there, yeah, sure. there are Mitsuwa, the Japanese market here in All LA, right. which is fantastic. has the best sushi in town. Um, anyway, Chuck D and his, his, his wife just staring at the sushi. Which is, I do the same thing. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Chuck D. <laughs> like, I used to have, like, Fear of a Black Planet posters on my wall as a kid. Like, I, I know every, I mowed lawns to my Walkman, mm -hmm. every single Public Enemy album. Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos, Rebels Without a pa Rebel Without a Pause. It takes a nation of millions. It takes a nation of millions. And, and I'm sitting ever. here going like, this, this is like 20 years ago. This is Chuck D. We're both buying sushi at Whole Foods. <laughs> and I kind of stuck my hand out. And he kind of and like he, he looked at me and then his wife was like, kind of like nudge him. He's oh hey. I'm like, hey, Andrew, I work at Fox right right next door here. And uh, you know, big fan. Would love to have you on the show one day, kind of thing. He's like, nice. cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um gave me his email. Wow. You still have it? I do. I was going through my phone recently. I, found, I, I never emailed him because I'm like, that was the most awkward interaction. He clearly had no desire to do my show. He wanted me to leave him alone so he could look at the spicy tuna roll and he gave me his email, not his phone number. Nothing says, I don't want to be on your show more than here's my email. Was phone number. Yeah, cool, cool. It was back in the day before social media, really. Was it, was it fight the power at Hotmail? <laughs> Hotmail. No. It was, I got a letter from the government the at, other day. AOL, at AOL.com. AOL. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> By the way, you know how I told you guys what I did in English class with the DOC, with right. the poems? Same thing with Public Enemy, man. Like, my English teacher must have thought I was a savant, the way I would rip off these songs and wow. turn them in as poems. Tell them tell you should send that poem to rebel without a pause at CompuServe.com, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> at CS.com. Yep. Geocities.com. <laughs> Terradome at me.com. <laughs> Terradome at me.com. Like my man Chuck D said, what a brother know. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is only funny Andrew, if you're in your, your mid to late right 40s. Let's do a podcast on 90s hip hop. That's it. Boom. We just go back and we, late 80s, 90s hip hop, we just... Dig through the crates. We'll get Young MC on. Yes. Huge sports fan. Have Del Tufo be the DJ. I'm telling you, it's, we're making yeah, this And happen. with his Instagram following, we're going to get <laughs> all kinds <laughs> of downloads. <laughs> Mike's big in India, so, you know. R Russia, actually. Mike is big in Eastern Europe. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Coming up, did you see the donkey last night? <laughs> It's that's the real. Rich Eisen show. That's, that's, real the that's the real tease. He's not talking about the Jets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So a funny thing happened last night. If you were watching the Manning cast, the, the second screen feed, if you will, on the deuce. Do we still call it the deuce? I, kind just of, I, I still do. Too. I call it the deuce still. <laughs> but that's just an age thing. Peyton and Eli had... The former governor of California on the show, also known as the Terminator, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and a donkey showed up. <laughs> That's true. Look at the look on Peyton and Eli's faces. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrified. They're, they're just they're confused. Donkey. <laughs> They're the, confused. The Chargers have the ball. Is that from Shrek? <laughs> and all of a sudden, a donkey showed up. And Schwarzenegger, instead of going like, oh, my God, there's a donkey. No, he's like, hey, come here. I'm going to feed you. <laughs> come here, donkey. Starts feeding the donkey. And again, Peyton and Eli, like, Eli goes, oh, my God. Like, boy. Like, it made some joke, is that Peyton? Like, right, or whatever he said, or like, feed it what you would feed Peyton, and whatever, something like that. And then they went to break. So I come in here today and said, guys, did you see the donkey? And then you guys tell me, no, no, wait a minute. He has a donkey that lives in his house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a whole mini farm. Yeah. Does the donkey do donkey do in the house? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the donkey knows where it's supposed he, to go. He has a house trained donkey? Yeah. <laughs> On the Netflix doc, Arnold, it's awesome. Everyone should check it out. He kind of, there's a scene, you know, where he talks about the donkey and he feeds it. He's outside taking care of it. He's got pets and stuff. Yeah, he's got all kinds of stuff at his house. The donkey's name is Lulu, bro. So I have a cousin in Ohio that has a deer in her house and she has like gone on all the national morning shows. That's crazy. Donkey in the house? (laughs) Who's a donkey in their house? Donkey. It's Arnold, bro. Good God. Hey, we're back to the radio crowd here. So for the TV crowd here, we, we just showed the picture or the video of Schwarzenegger on the Manning cast last night with a donkey crashing the show. He has a a a housebroken donkey evidently in the house. Does the donkey come up like my dog? I don't have a dog anymore. When I was a kid, like when the dog wanted to go out. It needed to go. It would come up and it'll like you know hit, hit, hit you with his paw. Like hey, but I got to go out. Open the door. Right. Right. Does the donkey do that? <laughs> it pushes you. Does it donkey wow. kick you? <laughs> if it's got to go out, I think Arnold's got one of those kind of like open air situations. Yeah. That rich people have, where you can just kind of. You know, you can so open up a donkey backyard. door to the backyard. Yeah, he has like, a, just like this like a wall. He has like a donkey wall. A donkey yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Donkey wall. The donkey punches and does you it, when it does wants it to like, leave. Does it like kick donkey. a plate on the wall? Much almost like a... Um, <laughs> like a handicap exit? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like you, you know the, the big button on the wall? Yeah. Like yeah. one of those? Big blue button? Uh, I don't know. Good question. Um, I think you're asking too many questions. And then the donkey just <laughs> opens the barn door at the back door. Now he keeps them locked. I think he has to actually go open up the barn to let them out. That's a good one. What uh, what obscure animals would you guys want as pets? 
like a, like a kimono dragon or something at the house. Why would I want a kimono dragon? Nah, that's cool. Bite your toes off. It man. doesn't. I don't think it does much. Like, like a, a giant uh, iguana. No. Something. Mm. I like a dog. What, what else right. would well, I Caleb want? Williams went home and cuddled with his dog after the game. What, yes. what would you want to go home and cuddle with? My dog. No, something obscure though, not like a dog or. A I cat. don't know. I, uh, true story. I don't know that I would. Like, what? What would anyone want? Like, hey, let's let's get a, let's like get a, a pig. Gerbil, like a pig. Like a so you know, there's that giant pig on the strand in Manhattan Beach. Like, that's cool. I've no? always wanted. Can I make a, bacon? I've always wanted a chimp because <laughs> I figured, like, a chimp, you could dress it up. You could have him watch football with you. Go to the yeah, but fridge. It, it throws its poop at you. What are we doing? Yeah, that's true. What are we doing? Mon- monkeys are mean. First of all, monkeys are mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, you, you ever been? I've seen. You ever been stories. on a hike, or you ever been on, like out in a jungle, and you come upon monkeys? They're not nice. Well, I was in the, I was in Nocera, Costa Rica, and literally, like where I was staying, monkeys were swinging from vines. Like we were in the jungle, baby. I, I, I got I got lost in the middle of the jungle in Cambodia once. True story. Wow! Like what, the, what a I, start to a that's story. That's the name I, of your I was, memoir. I was not uh, there with, with the U.S. Army. I was not there. This is not the '70s, but. <laughs> I was, um, my buddy and I were at Angkor Wat. You, you've seen like Tomb Raider, Angkor Wat, you know, okay. Cambodia, right? Yep. And uh, make a long story short, we hired a driver to take us out to some random like other temple that we wanted to see way out in the jungle. His car broke down as we're way out in the jungle. And so my buddy and I had to hoof it back. How many ever miles to the jungle? And uh, we came upon some monkeys on the side of the path and they hissed at us and then they ran alongside us and hissed at us and then like, chattering to each other and like pointing to us and we're like, oh, well, this is how it'll go out. <laughs> yeah, that, that could have been the end. They're like, like, man, hey, you ready to fight these monkeys? If we have to fight these monkeys? <laughs> like, you ready? Like, seriously. Like, a monkey will rip you in two, bro. I mean, they were these little guys, but yeah, they're not nice. Yeah. Like, hey, you take your backpack off. You have a knife in there. Like, are you ready? Like, let, let's go. Like, like Planet so of the Apes happened? type stuff. No, nah, they left us alone. They just ran alongside us for a little bit. And, were the monkeys and, named and Cornelius? Was one of them named Cornelius by chance? No, no, no. They were, they were not that big. They were they're like these these little guys. No. But, yeah. But they, you're a little guy. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was one of the things I was thinking, and then it just kind of came out. <laughs> that's that's funny. He's six three on TV. As I say, I'm six three on TV. Um, anyway, long story short, we eventually found <laughs> we eventually found our way out, and then many many hours later. <laughs> We eventually made it back to our hotel. Are you okay over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. We eventually made it back to our hotel in Siem Reap, Cambodia. Could you imagine? Hold on. NFL Network Hold story. On. Andrew, <laughs> attacked by monkeys. We get up to the hotel. There's the guy, our driver. <laughs> he beat you back? Like This is like eight hours, ten hours later. Standing in front of the hotel, waiting for payment. <laughs> Dude, your I car never, broke down. You never paid me to take you all the way out to the jungle and have the car break. <laughs> so you had to hike eight hours back. It, it, it was. It was. It was not. It was only a couple hours, and then we eventually we got back to some other people. Then we hitched a ride, and like, but this was many hours later when we made it to the hotel. He's just later waiting. in the evening. Just literally, he was waiting just for chilling. You. Man's was waiting he, on you. He was just chilling. And how much was he asking for? I don't know. I, I think. <laughs> I think we gave the guy a 20. Yeah. It's like, let's call it a day. But Pay that man his money. 
Feller didn't do a drop yesterday, and he is making up for it today. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing about NFL Network's Andrew Siciliano oh, attacked by monkeys. That, yeah, you think of that headline. That's why I didn't run with the Bulls. I mean, that was one of the reasons I didn't. Yeah. Right? I mean, you see you, all the drunken British sure, tourists who are course. falling over themselves. Yeah. They are so drunk. Getting, and then they're getting trampled by the Bulls, who are thoroughly enjoying the moment. <laughs> hey, this is what you get. Right. And all I could think of, oh, I'm going to do it the second day. So I watched the TV coverage back in my room when I'm when I myself am sobering out and you see like CNN International or the or the local station there tell you know here's the story of of the American who was gored today and then they have on the other side of the screen like mom crying I can't believe my son did this and I said I there is no way I'm going with the NFL Network anchor gored by bull <laughs> So you weren't Josh Norman El Setador because he jumped over. Dude, I've talked about that with Josh actually he off the air. Over it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've talked about that with Josh. Like, dude, what were you doing? He's, oh man, I just like, he cleared that. Yeah, I'm like, you're a better athlete than me. Yeah, he just ran and jumped yeah. over it. Right. El Setador. Yeah, and someone got like, it on video. Holy, that yeah. that's entirely different. What he did, he he didn't just run with him down the cobblestone hill. He jumped. No, in he got into, into the arena, the ring, which yeah. is you're allowed to do that. That's nuts. But nope. once you do that, nope, 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 nope. like <laughs> you're on their turf, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It is now their home game. <laughs> yeah, right. Nope, you, nope, nope, you're nope, the visitor. visitor without the field pass. <laughs> okay. And Bobby Wagner can come tackle you nope. and blindside you. Nope, nope. And there are no repercussions. He's not getting flagged. He's not getting arrested. That's on you, buddy. No find. I'm not calling Bobby Wagner a bull, but it happened in a game here last year at SoFi. Oh, yeah, he wrecked some dude. Yeah, he wrecked a dude. Yeah. And I think he, that dude did try to sue. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, Oh, really? the guy ran on the field? Yeah, hey. yeah. and that Wagner yeah. laid out. Oh, wow. I yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I ran on the field. Maybe I should sue you for reminding me that I'm an idiot for running on the field. All right. Coming up. Uh, back to serious sports talk. Rich joins us live from Germany. We'll see his vacation photos. We'll also talk last <laughs> night's game. No, I made it. I love Berlin. Like I said, yeah. what are you guys uh, laughing? No, I mean, look, this is no Brockman. Just the same. This has been going on for two hours. We have the giggles today, kind of, and you know, I'm, it's fun. It's a positive Tuesday. I'm here for it. I, I, I apologize for calling you a little guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. How long have we known each other? A long, like 15 years. Okay. If there's one thing you know about me, there are a lot of things. I'm sure. Please don't say them all on the air. But you if hate grammar mistakes. It, yes. You oh, love yeah. hiking. Yes. No, if there's one thing you know about me. I'm just kidding. It, it's that I'm over the fact that I'm short. <laughs> like, it's fine, man. Like, every now and then I'll get, like, social media vitriol and they're making height jokes and i'm like really you need some new material <laughs> yeah like it's like yeah say whatever I, you want to say right. but you're, you're you're not hurting me with right. a height joke i'm bald i get it i'm <laughs> comfortable <laughs> Come up with i have else. been this height since roughly 16 years old <laughs> that's over 30 years so you were tall for a 16 year old <laughs> that was funny <laughs> <laughs> i'm good with it I am good with it. Andrew, I was just thinking about the... the I mom. don't want to buy new clothes if I were to grow. Mom and the bull. Like, imagine yeah. this. Your mom has... She didn't let... She tried to keep you safe, carried you in the room, wouldn't let you go see Public Enemy, all for you to go over and get gored to death by a bull. You don't want to do that to your mom. My parents man. do that with my trips all the time. Wait a minute. You're going to be without cell phone for how long? In the middle of nowhere? 
How long? I'm like, oh, I got the little satellite thing. Can you use it? Eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe.